What are the best clean skincare products? Should I take collagen? How can I relieve dry skin? All that and more on this episode of The Healthiest You. Mike, for all the things that we've talked about in the long time that we've done a show together, I'm not sure that we've ever discussed our skincare routines. Well, that's a shocker stat. Why wouldn't we discuss that? <laughs> well, you know, because we ask a lot of questions of our audience. And so, you know, they chime in with their two cents. But so what do you typically do as your daily skincare routine? Well, Steph, here's the thing. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I take very good care of my skin because I have eczema. Oh, I didn't know that. That's right. That's because I take care of my skin. Okay. So I have a, I have a very, I a shower, don't shower too often. Yeah. Use a certain kind of soap so it doesn't dry out your skin. Yep. Always moisturize after your skin's been wet. And, and that's that's it? That, well, yeah. Well, you have to use a certain kind of fine lotion that works best for yep. you. No perfumes, that kind of thing. I'm all into it. Uh, okay, here's my method. Um, there's water and I splash it on my face and I look in the mirror and be like, that's okay. Um, but I do also have a tendency to jump on the bandwagon of many a skincare line and the poor half used jars exist in the many shelves of my and medicine listen, cabinet. If I could just stress the staff to buy stuff that doesn't have an odor to it, it would be so much better <laughs> in the studio. Come on. That's the hand lotions. That's not the skin, like the face skincare. That's the, okay. I don't care what it is. It, it stinks, stinks up the studio. It does. But it does. It does. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, let's move on. Uh, here to talk about skincare care is Emily Doster, aesthetic registered nurse and medical esthetician with LVPG plastic and reconstructive surgery. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're here. Hey, should everyone have a skincare routine? I believe everybody should have a skincare routine. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can really customize it for yourself. Um, but I, I often compare it to brushing your teeth or taking care of your hair. Even if it's a simple routine, it's good to have one that fits you and your lifestyle. And how do you determine your skin type? Skin type can be determined uh, basically how your skin behaves on a day-to-day basis. If you notice that you tend to be shiny um, and your skin never feels tight or it doesn't look flaky or doesn't look dry, you would typically be an oily skin type. If you tend to feel tight, your skin um, gets flaky, possibly gets irritated, you tend to be more on the dry skin type. Some people do have normal skin types where they don't feel either. Um, And some people have more of a sensitive skin, um, which isn't really a skin type, but more of a a skin condition. Uh, What are the best face washes to use according to skin type? Um, If you're prone to more oiliness, I typically recommend a gel-based cleanser. However, it also depends on the season. So even if you're oily, sometimes gel-based cleansers in the winter can be a little bit too drying. So as a a general rule, I typically recommend any type of non-foaming face wash. Um, for oily skin, dry skin. If you are more acne prone, you may need a little bit more of a a gentle foam to deep cleanse. But typically, I'll recommend either a non-foaming hydrating cleanser um, that will remove makeup, sunscreen, um, excessive certain oil, 
but it won't strip your skin. Now, it seems clean beauty and skincare are becoming more and more popular. What clean ingredients should you be looking for on the labels and which clean skincare products are the best? Clean beauty is a little tricky to work with because clean is not really defined by the FDA. And clean beauty really started because of the lack of a regulation for cosmetic products in the United States. So clean beauty refers to products that are free of synthetic ingredients, particularly preservative fragrances. So there are a handful of ingredients that are scientifically proven to benefit the skin. And that's where I try to educate in skincare as opposed to, say, clean or toxic ingredients. So clean is, is a hard term to define, but the, my favorite clean ingredients are things like plant oils. I particularly really love jojoba oil. Squalene oil is wonderful as well. Aloe is great in a cleanser, but also as a moisturizer for skin. Fruit enzymes are wonderful. Exfoliant, papaya enzymes, uh, pineapple enzyme, which is often called bromelain, pumpkin enzyme. These are very common ingredients that you can find. Also ingredients like alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids. These are all clean ingredients. Uh, your vitamins, vitamin C. C, E are wonderful ingredients, antioxidants that benefit the skin. Vitamin B3 is excellent. Um, and clean beauty oftentimes talks about sunscreens and chemical sunscreens and synthetic sunscreens. So if clean beauty is really um, important to you, then I would suggest going for more of a mineral sunscreen. Uh, starting a skincare routine can be overwhelming for people, especially with so many options available to them. How do you build a skincare routine and stick with it? Absolutely. It can be overwhelming. I work in this industry and even going to the grocery store and seeing all the options is so overwhelming. It seems like everyone has their own line of products nowadays. So how do you differentiate? I try to keep it really, really simple. Simple routines are much easier to stick to. They're more affordable. And when you get those right ingredients, you see results and it's motivating, you know, to keep going. So my typical routine that I recommend for people is to, you know, gently dampen your skin in the morning. You don't even need to use a cleanser. You can use a water mist. You can use a washcloth and just kind of you know, wake yourself up in the morning. I like to apply an antioxidant serum, some form of vitamin C. There's lots of different ones to pick from. So sometimes it's trial and error. And then I like to follow vitamin C with a sunscreen on a daily basis. So during the day, I like to tell my clients, think about protecting your skin. You're going to be out and about. You're going to be exposed to the elements, to... Uh, the sun. So during the day, you want to focus on protecting your skin. And then at nighttime, 
that's when you can focus on any type of correction that you may be interested in. If you're dry and you want to correct that, if you have pigmentation and you want to correct that, if you're focusing on anti-aging or acne, uh, those are the things when you want to use the more active ingredients at nighttime to correct your skin. Now, you sort of uh, already addressed the question I'm about to ask, but I want to, I was looking at more from a, you're in the uh, place that you choose to buy your skincare products from. What is the correct order of steps to follow during your skincare regimen? So if you could give like the, the basic name, I guess, of each thing and the order in which people should use them. Yeah. So in the morning, I would go cleanser, vitamin C, antioxidant serum and sunscreen. And then how about at night? At nighttime, I would say take off your makeup and your sunscreen, cleanse your face. This is when you could use a toner. Then you would use your treatment serum that is kind of your corrective product. And then you follow that with a moisturizer. Wow. Now you mentioned sunscreen. Do I need to apply a face sunscreen every day? As a skincare professional, yes. I would highly recommend applying an SPF of 30 every single day, no matter what. And what about not as a skincare professional? No, I'm just kidding. Never mind. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Kidding, 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 kidding. Well, (laughs) our bodies bodies still do need some exposure to UV, especially to stimulate that vitamin D production that assists in calcium absorption. And we live in the Northeast and we don't get 300 days of sunshine a year. So, um, you know, you definitely want to make sure you're checking that you are sufficient with vitamin D because vitamin D has such wonderful benefits for your whole body. So you want to make sure that, you know, you are getting some exposure. However, you just want to protect yourself from the bulk of UV exposure. Gotcha. Uh, There's this new concept to double cleanse. Now, TikTok is saying, yes, we want to know what you recommend. And do I really need to wash my face twice? I'm a huge fan of double cleansing. And I think what people don't understand is that the first cleanse is really just taking everything off. You're taking off your makeup. You're taking off your sunscreen. You're just kind of breaking down everything that's on the surface of your skin. So you want to get all of that off before you actually go in and cleanse your skin. So I'm a huge fan of double cleansing, especially if you are using sunscreen every day or if you're wearing makeup every day. Um, It's a great way to thoroughly cleanse your skin. So your additional products and your active ingredients can penetrate through and and really be their most effective. Uh, Can double cleansing help with aging? I think it can help with aging. Absolutely. It's a little bit more exfoliating, but again, it's preparing your skin to uh, absorb the next step. And you are really kind of sloughing off dead layers and, you know, allowing your skin to be ready to accept those, those active ingredients you're going to put on. Another trend is skin cycling. So we want to know what is it and how does it work? Yes, I love skin cycling. I love that someone finally gave a name to this. We've been recommending this in our office for a long time now. And it is uh, a three to four day routine 
where the first day at nighttime, you would, you know, take off your makeup sunscreen, cleanse your face, then you would use some kind of alpha hydroxy acid, such as glycolic acid or lactic acid to exfoliate the skin. And then you would follow that with a moisturizer. That would be day one. Day two, you would take off your makeup sunscreen, cleanse your skin, and then you would apply a retinoid, followed by a moisturizer. Then the next day or two days, you would take off your makeup, take off your sunscreen, wash your face, and then just apply a moisturizer. So we call those two days barrier recovery days. Um, and then you start the whole cycle over again. So just different forms of exfoliation and spacing them out properly so your skin doesn't become over exfoliated and you don't cause any irritation. What's the difference between retinol and tretinoin? And how do I know which one is right for me? So retinol and tretinoin are both considered retinoids and they're forms of vitamin A. Uh, retinol is a version you'll find over the counter. Retinoids are used as skin exfoliants. They help with anti-aging. They help with skin turnover. They help improve the vascularity in the skin. Retinol is going to be a much more gentle form of vitamin A. It has to be converted to an active form in your body. So it's safe. It's gentle. Typically, I'll recommend my clients starting with a retinol over the counter. Trentinoin is a prescription. And trentinoin is an all-trans retinoic acid. So that means it's in its active form as soon as you put it on your face. And this can be much, much, much stronger than a retinol. So it has to be prescribed by a physician or a PA or an MP. Um, and it's not really a starting point. It's kind of something that you may graduate into. Stronger is not always better, especially when you, when you are adding multiple active ingredients. Mm -hmm. So starting with something more gentle and then graduating into something a little bit stronger is, is typically the best way to go. How can your skin benefit from taking collagen? Your skin can benefit from taking collagen because it does contain proteins and peptides. So when you are taking collagen, it's not going to directly stimulate collagen in your skin. It's more of a supplement. And so it can contribute to the hydration of your skin. It can contribute to protein production in the skin. Um, but it also has benefits for your joints, your GI tract, all of these systems in our body that use these proteins um, and these peptides to, to function and stay healthy. So not just for the skin, but I would say it's more of a, a skin supplement. At what age should I start taking collagen? Around the age of 30, you start to lose collagen. So doing things like collagen induction treatments um, and taking supplemental collagen, is that's probably a good age to start. 
You said 30. Okay, sorry. So I got a couple years yet. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> ah, goodness gracious. Okay. Should I take liquid collagen or powder? Liquid supplements tend to be more readily available that you can absorb them quicker, but oftentimes powders will dissolve in liquid just as easily. So I would say whatever is your lifestyle. If you want to bring powder with you to work for the gym and you want to put it in a drink there, great. If liquid, you know, fits your lifestyle better, um, whatever you can work into your routine and that works best for you. Off the record, what tastes better? Actually, they really don't have much of a taste at all. A lot of the powders you can mix into any drink and you would never even know it was there. Um, some of them have kind of like a gelatin or like jello taste to them because that's really what it is. Oh. Um, jello shots of collagen. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of like bone broth has a lot of collagen in it and a lot of protein in it. But essentially what it is is connective tissue from mostly cows that oh. they use and they, well, they yeah. hydrolyze it. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes too much so, information just kills the whole yeah. idea. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Let's just stop with the liquid or powder. I don't need those connective <laughs> tissue from a cow. That's yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You have to think like people used to eat that in their diet. Mm. And we really don't eat that a lot in our diets anymore. Yeah. Everything very um, trimmed and lean. And we don't want those chewy bites in our food. And um, but it, it is really, uh, you know, like a supplemental nutrient. It's excellent source of protein. It's not a complete protein, um, but excellent source of protein. You can throw a scoop in your coffee in the morning, you know, and uh, just a great way to get a little bit more protein and uh, nutrients in your body. You wrap that baby in bacon and I'm in. Listen, are college <laughs> peptides better than regular collagen? Well, collagen is a whole protein. So collagen can be a really large molecule and your body's going to have to break it down to process it. So collagen peptide is that collagen protein broken down into the building blocks that make it. So it's more readily available. If you take just a whole collagen pill, you're gonna, your body's going to have to break that down into the pieces and then your body uses those pieces in its natural you know, biochemical processes to make proteins in your skin. So I would say collagen peptides are going to be more beneficial because they're already broken down for your body to absorb. And you may have already answered this, but just again, how often should you take collagen peptides and in what form? So I would say you could take collagen peptides every single day. It's a great supplement, great protein supplement. I like powdered forms of collagen because they're really easy to mix in things that you're already drinking, like coffee and tea, or if you're doing soup, or you can throw a scoop in your water bottle for the day. Um, it's a really great protein supplement that you can incorporate every day. What is microneedling, and how do you know if you need it? Microneedling is a treatment where we use a device that has a bunch of needles on it, and we gently um, kind of massage that over the skin to create um, like a controlled trauma to the skin. And what this does is this stimulates your body to produce its own natural collagen through uh, the healing response. And I would say a lot of my clients who 
go under microneedling are trying to revise texture in the skin, whether it's larger pores, whether it's scarring, whether it's fine lines. That's typically who we'll recommend microneedling for. Should your skincare change by the season? Yeah, I really like changing up skincare for the season. And in the Valley, we really do have all four seasons. So uh, it's important to just adjust a little bit. In the summer, maybe you need a stronger sunscreen, a lighter moisturizer. In the winter, maybe you need uh, a creamier cleanser and a more heavy-duty moisturizer. So switching up skincare season to season is really important. And typically, products will last about three to four months if you use them consistently. So it's also a great kind of use of your product. Once you use up one, then, you know, the season most likely has changed and you can get something that's more appropriate. What is your skin's barrier and what can damage it? So your skin's barrier is the stratum corneum. It's composed of cholesterol and fatty acids and ceramides. And its job is really to protect you from the outside environment. So how can you nourish your skin's barrier? You can nourish your skin's barrier by using gentle non-foaming cleansers, uh, gentle moisturizers, and giving your skin the kind of those barrier recovery days where you're not using any active or harsh ingredients on it. Now, I know this time of the year can be uh, really tough on your skin. Why does our skin get so dry in the winter? I think it's so dry in the winter because there's lower humidity, both indoors and outdoors. A lot of us have forced air, heat, you know, both in our homes and our cars. Sometimes we will hang out in a really hot shower for a couple extra minutes, maybe morning and night. So hot water can contribute to that as well. Cold air. Uh, so just a combination of factors. And what tips do you have for keeping your skin moisturized during the winter? I would say protect it as much as possible. So hands, you know, wear gloves when you're outside. After you get out of the shower, make sure you put a moisturizer on. Protect your feet and your heels by using like an aquaphor or a Vaseline on them. It's really important to stay hydrated as well. Skin a lot of times is an inside-out story. So staying hydrated, protecting yourself when you're outside, and then replenishing your skin if you are, you know, taking a really long hot shower or, you know, you start getting dry and itchy, just using an extra, you know, moisturizer. Emily, let's talk about skincare in the kitchen. Can I get glowing skin with ingredients found in my pantry or fridge? I'm not a huge fan of DIY skincare. I look at it more as a food source for potential bacteria on the skin. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of grabbing ingredients from my kitchen and using them on my skin. Also, sometimes that can lead to irritation, especially if you're using things like sugar scrubs or lemon juice or baking soda. Um, a lot of these things can be really strong, really irritating. So I would leave your, your kitchen items in your kitchen. 
I know what I want the answer to be to this next question, but for the chocolate lovers out there, are cocoa and chocolate facials good for you? Yeah, cocoa and chocolate have some of the highest amount of antioxidants and polyphenols for your skin. So they are great at brightening the skin. Um, It can be a great hydrator for the skin. And if you love it, there's definitely something to be said about just enjoying the aroma of it. It can be, you know, very satisfying and a great little self-care treatment. And you can eat the leftovers? I was going to say, let's just clarify this. We're talking <laughs> about putting it on the skin, Steph, not in your face. Well, I on mean, your face. This not- is a, if it's a treatment that I'm going for, I'm, I'm eating as well as uh, <laughs> treating. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, what types of facial are offered at LVHN? We really customize our treatments. We have um, anything from sensitive Um, compromised skin, all the way up to a true medium depth chemical peel. So it's really a huge range. Treatment to treatment varies from person to person. So we try to really customize what we're doing that day with you. And what other kinds of skin rejuvenation treatments are available? We covered, you know, facials, You can do chemical peels, and chemical peels have a varying depth from extremely light to very deep. You can do different laser treatments that will rejuvenate collagen, will resurface the skin, can target pigment. Um, And then there's things like collagen induction, like microneedling and procedures like that. When is the best time of year to do an in-office procedure? I usually tell people that the best time of year to do in-office procedures is from about October to April. Unless you have a big tropical vacation coming up and you're going to be in Mexico or Hawaii, these typically are the months that have lower sunshine. And these are the months that we can do more of our corrective treatments. Then I tell my clients May through September, Just up your sunscreen, protect yourself from the sun, enjoy it while it's here. And then October through April, we can kind of go in and and correct the skin. Who should consider microdermabrasion? So microdermabrasion can sound harsh, but it's really gentle. The only people I would say shouldn't consider it is if you are sensitive, if you are actively breaking out with acne. Um, everybody else can really benefit from it. It's a gentle exfoliating treatment that has a light suction to it. So it helps increase circulation while it's just sweeping away a layer of dead skin. What is a chemical peel and what does it treat? Chemical peels are a broad term for any type of acid that is applied to the skin. It can treat hydration, it can treat fine lines and deeper wrinkles, it can treat pigmentation, they can treat acne. So depending on the acid that we're using, it is going to have indications for different skin conditions. This kind of scares me. Should you dermaplane your face? And is it safe to do at home? Yeah, this is kind of a tricky one because 
over the past several years, I've definitely seen more at-home dermaplaning systems out there. And I think there are some really great DIYers out there that can be trusted to do an excellent job at home. However, you just really want to be careful because you can still cut yourself and um, you can over exfoliate, you can overdo it. Uh, it might not be appropriate for your skin type. So I would say if you're considering it, maybe talk to a professional first, maybe have it done professionally first, and then they can kind of guide you and give you little tips and tricks to make sure that number one, it is appropriate for you. Number two, that you're, you know, ensuring that you're doing it in a safe way that you can get, you know, a good effective result at home without hurting yourself. When should you see an esthetician? I would say if you are really overwhelmed with the skincare world, you want a routine, but you don't know where to start, you don't know what products to use, you don't know what treatments are right for you, go in, get a consult, talk about your concerns. A lot of times I have my clients bring their products in with them so we can go over, you know, what is good, what would benefit any holes that they need you know, different products to fill in. Um, so anytime you're you're unsure, you're confused, you're overwhelmed, or you just need some guidance, that's a great time to, you know, visit with an esthetician. What are the top skincare products you shouldn't live without? My top three would be sunscreen, vitamin C, and retinol. All right. And do you have any skincare goals for the new year? I think my skincare goal is always just to keep learning and educating people about their skincare. It shouldn't be anything that is overwhelming or makes you feel frustrated. It should be like a self-care routine. It should be quick, effective, um, and something that you enjoy doing. So that's kind of my continual goal with skincare not only with myself, but with my clients. And and Mike, do you have any skincare New Year's resolutions? Staff, you don't want to mess with the moneymaker. You know I was going to tell I mean, you, look at this. I, I it's don't a glow. even, I'm not it's even a glow. sure why. You must have many. I have more than uh, more than a splash of water, that's for sure. This, uh, this has certainly guilted me into doing a little <laughs> bit more than I currently do. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. To learn more about skin care and treatments available at LVHN, visit lvhn.org slash facial aesthetics. And remember, be smart, be safe, and be the healthiest you.